The Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab number eight for the week of July 25th, 2005. folks, and welcome to the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab. I'm Dave Hamilton. I am here today with John Braun, like I'm here every Sunday. Well, you'll get this on Monday, or whenever it is you download it, but we're here yeah. on Sunday night, ending the weekend, back to work, and uh, and here we are. We are here, we are two Mac geeks, and uh, for those of you who are tuning in the first for the first time anyway, and maybe a reminder for those of you who have been with us since day one, we are two Mac geeks who... Come to you once a week on a semi-regular basis. Actually, we've been fairly regular, extremely regular about it, I'd like to say. It's good to be regular. It is good to be regular. <laughs> we are Mac geeks with regularity. Yeah. Okay, enough. Okay, uh, anyway, uh, and we and are. We're, we're brought we're to geeks. you by the number eight, I think. I, and today we're brought to you by the number eight. And, so, uh, notice who accented that anyways, I'm sorry. And the letter L. Um so we come to you every week. We're, we're, we're here to talk about all things that interest us as Mac geeks. Most of it is Mac-related, but some of it uh, kind of ventures outside of that. And we're here to explore all of it. So uh, we will start with this week's topic, which includes a, a, an Apple Care experience from John, and then we'll kind of get into some stuff, uh, some letters and, and a note we got from, from last week's show and... Uh, then we'll go on to some news if we've got some time, and then that'll be that. So being that the topic revolves around you, John, we'll go it's, to you. It's about me. It is. Now, we also may include what's behind curtain number four. Oh, should we have even told them about curtain number four? <laughs> All right, let's start. So why this started was, um, so I have, as, as most of you know, I have one of the first PowerBook G4 12-inch machines, and... What was getting me was how fast is that? Well, just 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 so we can get a reference here, how fast uh, is that machine? Eight sixty seven. Eight sixty seven megahertz. So, uh, you know, I pumped it up with the uh, extra gig of RAM. Uh, yeah, as always, yeah. Board. So that's pretty good. It has a slow hard drive. I'm still trying to get brave enough to get in here and replace the hard drive. And I actually found a site. Um, we'll have to highlight it maybe in the show notes that showed the the harrowing process for doing it on this machine it is oh man i wouldn't do it no uh, i'm I, a geek and I, i'm I looking pay, at it yep it struck fear in my heart so oh, yeah I, I, the same thing with the, the iBooks. yeah it's no good yeah the yeah. tie book that i had it was cake. a piece of cake you took cake. all four screws the bottom came off the drive came out it went back in so that was great so apple gets mixed reviews for accessibility but i don't think yeah. this machine well it's the not built of this it's not built is, to do it that's right yeah no, it's not. Maybe no. some of the larger models are. I haven't looked uh, inside of any of them lately. Right. So right. I had this one problem with um, with the screen where the back, the metal back, and the you know the front bezel and all that just were coming yep. apart. They're not together right, and I'm like, well, that's no good. And I have well, that's not good. No. I, yeah, and I would recommend Apple Care. I would say I'm, I'm not sure about your feelings, Dave. But you know, for anybody who has a portable Mac. Yep. I uh, on the portables. I've gotten it, and it's. Yep, on the portables I do it. On the iMac I do it because it's so custom. On the on the desktop, eh, I don't know. I I could be swayed either way, but uh, in the end, all the hardware's got to come from Apple, folks. So you know, it's it's one stop shopping to repair these machines. I I feel like Apple Care is well worth it. So 
Yeah, so, um, you know, got the machine into the process. Uh, they gave me a box, came real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I got on the phone and I said, okay, well, here's what I think the problem is. And they put down, you know, mechanical display. It's like, yeah, it's okay. pretty accurate. Yeah. So, you know, they send the thing uh, DHL. It actually, the turnaround is very quick. And actually, I had uh, the, the machine show up in Apple's tracking system before the uh, uh, carrier acknowledged that they delivered it. So that's that's points for Apple. They got their thing together and it showed how to went through the whole process and all that. Yeah. And that was um, interesting. Now, Let's take a sideline, actually. Before I sent it, before you send it, tangent, minor tangent here. Minor. Um, you you want to back the machine up. So I'm sorry. This is one of the major points here. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a minor tangent to a major topic. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so bring me back in. Now, you know, because you're shipping off to them, I mean, I've never had a situation also where they've destroyed the hard drive or any of the data. It's always come back in the state that it, it, I've shipped it to them. But Consider you never know. yourself lucky. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But what I've always done is use Carbon Copy Cloner, copy everything. Now, unfortunately, Carbon Copy Cloner, which is one of our favorite utilities for backing up your drive to make it uh, bootable, not just backing it up and making it bootable, doing yep. special things there, um, it doesn't work on Tiger. No. Folder Synchronizer um, Pro does, though, <clears throat> from, from Softo. Okay. That's the one that I've, I've used in the past. But lately, the one I've used has been the disk utility built in with either Panther or Tiger has that restore feature, and that lets you cl totally yeah. clone a drive. And that's what I used. All right. Uh, the Carbon Copy Cloner page, they mentioned that. They said, you know, you should do this for yeah. uh, backing up. And I'm like, you know, great idea. So, you know, get my external hard drive, which is a 60 gig that I have in a FireWire case. I think okay. I got it from OWC. I'm not sure. OWC, they make nice cases, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they don't make, so, um, I don't think they make anything, but they, they resell nice cases. Yeah. Or resell, resell yeah. nice cases. Yeah. You know, it's transparent, has a blue LED, right, green. Oh, the ice so, case. I know those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do a restore with the Apple utility, you know, which is kind of weird because you got to be really backing up. Yeah. You got to be really careful. You put the right drive into the right spots in that make utility. Make sure you understand coming yeah. from and going to. Yes. And which is which. Source and destination I, are paramount to understand. You know, it, like the carpenters <laughs> say, you know, measure twice, cut once, put them in there twice, what? figure it out. You know, you've heard that, right? The carpenters say measure yeah, twice, okay. cut once. It, the same yeah. principle applies here because you don't want to cut wrong and you don't want to back up wrong. Right. Yeah. So. so, unfortunately, I was in a hurry because I had to get it <gasps> by five o'clock. Uh, so, so I packed up the drive, you know, and. It was uh, at the workplace, you know, along with the regular pickup. And, okay. Uh, oh, I see. Yes. And so I, I just ran the first thing, and I, I didn't. Now the thing is, is that the backup finished, the restore finished. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They call right. it restore. So. Yeah. Right. Which uh, is... <laughs> the operation completed, and I looked, and the destination drive looked like everything was great, and I'm like, okay, you know, cool. I'll bring it home with me on yep. my, uh, you know, dual G5. And that's what I would usually do, and I got to, and I got to give Apple credit in that. This usually works. I, I haven't seen another OSs uh, where you can take a drive from one machine, plug it into another piece of hardware, and it works that great. Isn't isn't Windows Vista supposed to do that though, John? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just been my personal experience. Whenever I've done a full backup and tried to bring it to another machine, it typically doesn't work on the Windows platform. Right. Well, that that was actually that was actually a, case. a jab at Microsoft for not having the OS out. I don't know if Windows Vista is supposed to do that or not. So just just for clarity's sake. So. Oh, you're just saying because it's they announced the name of it. Yeah, that's yeah. newsworthy, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, kind of. So um, I'll I'll believe so it when you, I see it. Yeah. 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 
Well, they changed the name to kind of throw people off. off That's, well, now it's now we can things. wait another three years, right? Because it's a new thing. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. You know. Uh, so, so I saw the directories recreated, and I'm like, okay, that looks good enough. So I bring yep. the drive home with me. You know, I plug it in the G5, try to set it as a startup drive. It appears as a startup drive. I'm like, okay, that's good. Yeah. And I try to boot, and it sits there, and nothing happens. Nothing happens. I'm like, well, that's weird because all the data is fine. Yeah. I ran disutility, did an integrity check, stuff like that, and it still didn't work. So it was okay because all the data was there. Right. That was the important thing. Right. Because the only things I really cared about was my email that I could continue to pick it up, but I didn't want to have it. And that, that's on my portable machine. Gotcha. So gotcha. that was the only functionality I needed. So it would have been nice to be able to boot off the drive, which does work. So it's just like running off the portable. Right. And I copy the stuff back. But you're saying but it wouldn't let you boot from it, huh? Yeah. So. Oh really? Boy. So I'll tell you why that happened, or at least what I did. Because uh, I've seen that happen. Bef- I've I've had that happen to me. I think once where I, I had a you know I made a clone to a FireWire drive and and could not boot from it. So I'm I'm curious to hear what why you think it is that yours didn't work. So. Okay. Well, the thing I tried to verify that this was the problem, at least in my situation. Yeah. Apparently, FireWire drives have this weird property. Do you know where I'm going with this? I I think so, but I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll let you lead the way. <laughs> Okay, let me bring it up here because it's on my desktop and it's uh, ownership and permissions. And there's a, a little box that says ignore ownership on this volume. Oh, no, I don't think that's it. Okay, well, in my case it was because when really? I did it again and changed the setting, the external drive booted as well as had all the data, of course. Well, you know, I, I say so, that I don't think that was it, but I was never able to solve my problem and you were able to solve yours. So uh, maybe that was Yeah, it. I ran the operation over no again. Kidding. It copied all the same data, but I had that box unchecked. So I don't know. The thing is, now, the wait default, a as me, far as I can tell, is that it's checked. Let me ask you this. Were you, yeah. the, when you did the backup, were you doing it from after booting from the CD or were you doing it just from within no. your, your boot up? Aha. Yeah. Okay. And maybe that makes a difference because actually, optimally, you... Yeah, you boot from the CD, right. And that's what I've done is booted from the CD. Interesting. Huh. This is something I do quick. I usually run either Carbon Copy Clone or whatever in the OS that I booted from, which I know has issues. But my goal is really just to get something that's bootable and I can read my email. Well, That's all I really care about. As an aside, Folder Synchronizer Pro requires you to check that that very same box. And and the box, uh, for those of you that that lost that that little train of... (laughs) whatever it was, train of mental mm-hmm. instability. Um, it, when you get info on a hard drive, so if you if you click on your hard drive on the desktop or any hard drive, and uh, actually not uh-huh. just any hard drive, but the external drives, go to file and get info, there's a little box that says, uh, it, I'll let you tell me what it says because you've got it up now. What's it say, John? Ignore, ignore ownership on this volume. That's it. And so you need to uncheck that to make it able to create a bootable drive when uh, when right. you're running any of these utilities. Apparently, Apple's disk utility is not immune to this problem, and, and neither is Folder Synchronizer. So there you go. That's, mm. uh, that's the... So, yeah, I guess permissions have a lot to do with... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and all that. Now, I can't yeah, imagine... You, Unix is me, very particular about permissions, of course. So Yeah, I'm going to ask our uh, readers, uh, listeners. Sorry. Listeners, yeah. Um off the top of my head, I can't understand what the purpose of that box is and why you would want to ignore. 
ownership. I, uh, ooh, I'm ooh, sure ooh, someone will tell me, us. Me, me, me. I you, know. You know? I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> At least I, <laughs> I think I know. Are right, you in the back? Yeah. You're in the back. Yeah, that's where they always used to put me. Um, <laughs> I had to run my own company before I could sit in the front. Um, the, uh, the, the reason you'd want to check that box is if you take a drive that was, mm-hmm. say, created on another Mac. Let, let's say you had your, your Mac died. Your motherboard froze, right? And you take uh, this drive and you, and you plug it into your Mac. This is one instance. It's not the only instance, folks. It's one instance. So please don't beat me up too much on this one. Anyway, um, one, one instance would be if you have a drive you, you, you know, from your old Mac, you rip it out of the Mac with the bad logic board. Now, you want to get to the, the data. Mm-hmm. Well... If you are logged in as one user, let's say you're logged in as the first user you created on your Mac, and the data that you need to get to is not the first user on the on the drive that you've mounted, well, if you're not ignoring permissions, it, your Mac won't let you get to that data. Uh, so, yeah, that that's why that box is there. I think that – really, I think that box is there so that you're not driving yourself crazy – in in the old days, quote unquote, you know, with OS nine, you'd plug a drive in and you could simply access, read, write, do whatever you want to everything, and that box allows you to duplicate that that functionality. So that's uh, that's okay. that's why I think that's it's what there. I sus- and I suspect the permission thing is that that's important, especially when you're booting up an operating system. Well, yeah, yeah. Unix won't Some parts boot may get cranky if right. they right. see things that they don't think are permitted. Mm-hmm. So to continue on, so what I was able to do very quickly, though, was to copy the data, which in this case was two things. One was spam fire, and they happened to have the application, and then they got some data. And this is where I looked, um, and this is a good guideline, I think, is that in the, uh, well, of course, the application, but also the uh, data that comes along with it, at least in this case, uh, looking in the documents folder, you you will, for a lot of applications, you'll find the data that they store, uh, yeah. at least in the case of Eudora. Uh, another place to look is under either the system library or your individual user library directory. Within that is a preferences folder, and that can either contain data, which I believe Spamfire did, or more importantly, preferences. Sometimes they're named yeah. kind of weird. Um, but it's usually, you know, something.plist, and, and uh, it usually has the name of the company in it, like uh, Apple ones have an apple in it. Somewhere. Well, they've got com.apple.whatever.plist is, is typically the yeah. naming convention there. That's right. So uh, if you need to rescue an application and its data, this worked for me. So, so it wasn't a disaster. I was able to copy over the email program and the data, and it ran fine on the G5 until the cool. machine came back, and then I copied all the data back over. So how, wait, um, I, I want to know because because there's there's different reports with Apple Care, and I say this, John and I actually talked about this earlier this week while this was happening. So I know the answer here, uh-huh. but I, I want to know your experience. I want you to share it with the readers. How quickly did this turn around for you? Extremely quickly. Yes. Yes. Like I sent it to them. Um, they started on it within a day. They finished. They shipped it back. I got it that same morning. The bad news is didn't fix the problem. <laughs> oh, so you ship, I, I think you shipped it out on a Wednesday and you got it back Friday morning. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. That's great. That's been my experience with Apple Kit too. Oh. They did something. And they replaced and the, the logic board, right? They always seem to do that. They I don't love understand that. why. They love to do that. <laughs> they, they see a machine, they replace a logic board. It's, they can't help themselves. I think it's just a default setting on the, the, <laughs> on the technician. Back. I don't understand it. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. But here's what it says here. I mean, the paperwork is nice. It says, realign hinge, reconnect keyboard. Okay. 
Yeah. Replace logic board, replace top case. Huh. I think the top case in this case, I think they replaced the top Outside. of the case yeah. uh, where the keyboard is and not the display. Oh. Because what needed to be replaced, then it wasn't because it's still the same, was the top display case. So I think there was a little confusion. Huh. So um, sometimes these things happen, but they were yeah. quick about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They were quick about doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. At least, I mean, it would have been worse to wait two weeks and get it back and, and find out you needed to ship it off again, so. Yeah, you know. and it's it's functional, not really cosmetic. I mean, it you know, it's opening up the insides of the machine to, you know, the harsh yeah. elements. So yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's something that could. Which is you know, bad when you're, when you're rinsing your machine in hot, soapy water all the time. I usually use the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it's there right. for. All right. The lawyers just said, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, we're we're not really using hot soapy water, and and John only uses the dishwasher occasionally. So, no well, soap, though. No soap. No. Jeez. <laughs> okay. All so right. that's my story. So that got off on you know Apple Care, good thing. So, so what? Uh, what but wait, how's the story end? Where's the, and, and this? I don't know. I'm I'm not asking this to be coy. I'm asking this because I want to know. Where's your machine now? Have you did you ship it back to him, or or is that going to happen later this no. week? Because oh. I got it back Friday, so I got to. Okay. But unfortunately, I'm going on a trip the week after, and I don't think I'll turn around that quickly. Oh, you never know. Uh, if you get it out Monday, it might come back eh, Wednesday. You know? No, yeah. I really need to bring it with me on a trip. That's. Do you really start. need to bring it though, or is that just kind of the yeah. obsessiveness yeah. about? Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Because I'm that well, way. Yes. I, yes yeah. to both. Yes to. <laughs> that, well, email. you gotta have email, and heaven forbid and, you use the computer in the and lobby. And, and, and what Google. would we do without Google's Google? Google's my brain. And we're not going to talk about the uh, <clears throat> business graphics that you need on your trip there. What? Right. Huh? Hello? Huh? All right. So yeah. anyway, yeah, anyway. So we've, we've gotten a couple of, uh, of comments in recently, uh, in fact, just this week. And, it, and I, I guess we, we need to kind of take a step back and explain what it is we, we hope to do here. And, and we don't always hit our mark, but, but our, our hope here is to take these geeky topics and just chat about them as we have been doing. And when something comes up that needs to, that we feel might not be accessible to everyone, is we take a moment and we try to translate it into human. Now, to give you some, some, uh, some of my own credentials in that regard, I've been I've been in the computer business for God, probably 20 years now, d despite my my youthful vigor, um, and, and and one of the things, in fact, the business that I have had the longest in this in in this market has been consulting, and a lot of what I do is explaining these sorts of things to people that don't understand them, and so most of the time. I'm pretty confident in my ability to do that. That doesn't mean that I'm perfect. Uh, and, and, I, and I know John has, has had a similar, uh, has followed a similar path and a lot of consulting and a lot mm -hmm. of explaining to, to, you know, translating this stuff into human for, for lack of a better term. Uh, but we did miss the mark last week with two things and, and we got email from it. And, and that to me is the, the, that's the essence of what we're doing here. In fact, I have an audio comment that, that we actually received while John and I were at Macworld, and I'm going to play a, a bit of it. It was a, a fellow named Jeff Mitchell wrote in, and he is a uh, an engineer uh, with a, a 
uh, Fortune 100 company, maybe. I don't know if he wants yeah. me to say. Yeah, I don't know if he wants me to say what company no, it is that he no. works for. But uh, so I'm not going to. Um, but but he's he's a top level engineer with with a big company. And and prior to that, he was with another big. Uh, very big company. Yeah, and and had some great things to say. And and uh, but but there was one little piece of it that I'm going to share with you that sort of explains the essence of what we're doing here. So uh, with that, I will let his comment roll. I spend a great deal of time uh, geeking out with fellow engineers where we sit for hours in uh, round table forums and just discuss every bit of technology and all of its pros and all of its cons. And I think what you're doing with this podcast is giving um, the world an opportunity to sit at a very large round table and do the same thing. So uh, kudos and look forward to the next podcast. Well, in addition to being extremely complimentary, uh, which we, we always like, he's right. That, that's kind of our focus here. And so if we get something wrong or if we miss the mark with, with the translation of what it is we're trying to say, we want you guys to write in. And it's a good thing for you guys and gals, of course, to, to write in and, and tell us, you know, look, uh, you know, either I, I think I understood what you were trying to say, but you didn't say it right, or uh, no, you said it wrong, or, or, or as was, was one of the comments that we got this week, uh, I don't think you understood what you were trying to say, and you got it wrong. So, you know, both. Uh, so I will, I will go through two of those. The, the, the first thing is, is actually a simple one. Jeremy Younger wrote in, and I, if, if you listened to the show last week, you heard me stumbling through uh, two things. The first was an explanation of volt amps. And the reason we were talking about volt amps is because UPSs being the un- un- uninterruptible power supplies or battery backup units are always measured in volt amps. And I knew that volt amps, when they, when they rate things in volt amps, they rate them that way. Who knows why? Uh, and I'm sure someone's going to write in and tell me. But Why? I don't know. Because they like to write in and tell me. And we, and we just encourage them to do that, John. Uh, but all your computing peripherals are measured, you know, if you look on their specs, it's always measured in watts. And so what I was trying to say and could not get it, and of course my trusty wingman here failed me, uh, so I'll blame it all on John. Uh, I don't know where you were going, man. Yeah, well, you know, I was, I was sort of wondering. Uh, but it, it is, to, to get to the point of this, it's 1.7 volt amp, about approximately, it's like 1.6667 volt amps per watt is what I was trying to say. And I don't know why I couldn't get that out, but... It wasn't the only thing that I stumbled on. So you didn't thank have your jolt. I didn't have my jolt. Yeah, I didn't have any caffeine, and it was a long day. But anyway, that's no excuse. We're here for you. So uh, that was one thing I stumbled on. So thank you, Jeremy, for writing in and 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 setting the record straight on that. I appreciate it. And uh, and and so that was one. The other thing that uh, that we sort of bungled, I believe, and and I knew we were bungling it when we were going through it, or when I was going through it, and uh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and again, my trusty wingman, you know, sat idly and, and watched me spin into a death spiral. But anyway. It was fascinating. To watch. Yeah, yeah, I bet, I bet you were having fun there. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, gosh. Scott Barman wrote in and berated us about our, our description uh, or my description of, of, of classifying a hub versus a switch. And, and the way he wrote in, I thought, oh, geez, man, do I, do I totally misunderstand this? And as it turns out, he knows way more about it than I do. And I think more than John does, but I'll let John yeah. speak. For, yeah, okay. Um, and, and has a ton of experience in it. But the gist of it, I actually got. I understood anyway. Probably didn't deliver it all that well. So when something like that happens and when I feel like I, I shouldn't be uh, sh- just speaking from my own experience because 
that day. I couldn't translate. I went to the Wikipedia, which is a great thing. It is a wiki, which is a well. I should I should have looked up the definition of a wiki. You want you want to give them your human definition of a wiki, John? Do you know what a wiki is? All right, yeah, well, I've used them. It's it, yeah. It, it's a collaborative environment for having. Uh, well, the Wikipedia is a good example. It's an encyclop. It's an encyclopedia where it's totally written by readers. And the open best, source. it's open source, if you will. It, it, it sort of, it, 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 it sort of adopts that whole open source mindset where it says, look, the definition is up for discussion. And the best part about it is once you get critical mass on the discussion, which of course Wikipedia has, you get some mm-hmm. definitions that are in no, couldn't possibly be wrong because someone would have changed it and there would have been a big discussion about it and that would have been that. So in any event, oh. yeah, the difference between a hub and a switch is, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my, my own personal little synopsis and then I'm going to read what Wikipedia has. And, and this is what I was trying to say last week. A hub treats everything as though, and it is, on the same segment, one network banded together. A switch treats everything as every port on the switch as though it's separate segments and routes data to the right port based on the MAC address of what's there. So I will read, yeah. Wiki- I will read Wikipedia's thing and, and I'll also link, the, uh, the link to it in the show notes. So here it goes. Ethernet hubs have been largely replaced by network switches, which operate at the data link layer and improve performance by separating the connected devices into separate segments. Packets can be received on multiple ports at the same time, which is unlike a hub. Rather than causing a collision where you get packets, some packet that can't go, they're buffered by the switch and retransmitted when the other ports are free. And packets are only retransmitted to the port where the destination device is connected. So it knows where it's going and it sends it only there, which is kind of what I was – well, it is what I was trying to say last week, although I, I may not may, have made that clear. So uh, thus saving bandwidth on the uninvolved ports. Switches are more expensive than hubs, but of course the extra cost is usually more than offset by the performance increases. So – Thank you, Scott, for writing in and keeping us honest. I encourage any and all of you to do the same. We, we are not here to be the, the end-all answer. Uh, we are trying our best, but we will hit tangents where we get into uh, sort of you know, uncharted territory, if you will. And, uh, and some of it's been charted by us in the past, but just not with you on the show. And, and I, would, I would say most of it. We probably won't talk about stuff that we simply have no knowledge. Uh, and if we get there, we'll simply <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we can save that for after we stop recording. Next know. week's art edition, I was really <laughs> looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Thank you, folks, for writing in. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. And, and thank you. Thank you, Jeff, uh, for for crystallizing what it is we do. We we're, we're striving to do anyway with uh, with this very show. So that's yeah. that. You got anything uh, else you want to talk about, John, or, uh, or are we going to let um, these people go for the night? So I thought the news was good that, um, you know, Apple had uh, increased market share. I thought that yeah. was, uh, it was yeah. good, but you, you can read about it on our site, of course. On TMO, of course, yeah. So, uh, But hey, they're, uh, you know, who, you know, the, the, the reasons why I think are uh, up for discussion, but, uh, you know, could be just good products. Uh, I don't know, what is it? <laughs> but it's working. I think, I think the, the stars Halo have effect? Could be. There's, there's many people out there that say that that's what it is, so we'll... Uh, Sure, it sure seems like that from the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like that could be it. So, 
again, uh, anything else, John, or, or, or can I can I uh, sail us on out of here? And um, sail us on. Sail us on. Aye, aye, Captain. Well, we we are. You can visit the show notes at macobserver.com slash podcast or at macgeekgab.com. Also visit iPod Observer for your iPod news. We are here. We'll be here next week. Uh, for now, that's this week. Have a great night. Have a great day, whatever it is. Thanks, folks. We'll see you next time.